0: Good morning, everybody. My name is Rob. It's 10 o'clock. It's time for a video. Let's have some fun. Good morning, everybody. My name is Rob. This is Ultra Universe Live, the series that covers the more nerdy, geeky, and lighthearted topics. Um, Today... Definitely one of those things. If you know me, you know I love food and food history. Um, I've been watching the um, new season of The Food That Built America on History Channel. If you haven't caught it yet, it's on demand or on streaming, um, great show. It covers all the, the um, big names and all how they became who they were. Today, however, we're gonna do something more closer to home. We're gonna do the family, the most popular family dinner from 1910 to 2010 so a little previous to where we are now uh but i guess we can kind of as a bonus just talk about what you know we do today so let's jump in and talk about it so family dinner throughout the decade obviously depending on your time frame and where you are it has to do with what's available it has to do time wise and it has to do what the popular thing was for these generally uh come from probably just a generalized portion not every place around the world. The article we're reading from is from taste a great magazine and online magazine if you guys haven't checked it out <laughs> first off the oh, I'm sorry I the 1900s excuse me 1900s we have croquettes uh, basically you combine the leftovers of whatever you have meat veggies cheese potatoes and rice and you form them into what kind of looks like little crab cakes but instead of being seafood, it's full of all that yummy goodness. Croquettes, I believe, are still fairly popular depending on where you are because who doesn't love a nice little deep-fried, you know, filled sandwich of yumminess? And you can fill it with anything almost, um, anything that basically fries and holds together. Um their recipe that they have on here is a leftover turkey so it's kind of like after thanksgiving croquette um but it's pretty cool and back in the day 1900s this was cheap this was easy and you pretty much got everything you needed all you needed was some meat some vegetable of a sort and then either cheese potato or rice you don't have to have all three and then you mix it together with breadcrumbs and eggs Um, So all things that most people, let's say 90% of people, could probably get their hands on. All right, number two, 1910. (laughs) Excuse me, I was very excited about this. Um, This one's actually still popular depending on your uh, taste, roast beef and potatoes. So we all know that barbecue is still popular to this day. And one of the favorites, I mean, I'm actually a fan of roast beef, Of the meats is that. um, Again, pretty simple. It's basically the cut of meat. Um, I believe it was a cheaper cut of meat, so mostly anybody can get it. And then a side of potatoes. And again, if you were able to grow them, be able to buy them, you had what you needed. You basted it in the sauce, and boom, you have a hearty meal. The nice thing about this was, and again, obviously we didn't have all the refrigeration and stuff, but It was a pretty filling meal, and if you were lucky enough to be able to store it, you might have some leftover for the next day, depending. All right, next up, number three, 1920. This is one I'm not familiar with eating, though I have heard about it via Food Network, Chicken a la King. So basically, it's a rice uh, dish topped with vegetables, chicken, and sauce. Um, It was created by a chef at a... Upsco Hotel in the 1920s. Um, obviously, we don't know who. They're saying that there's much contention as to who actually found it. Uh, as people, there are several claims to it. But all it is is a very simple rice dish. What's great about this too? Again, rice, chicken, veggies. Boom. Not super expensive ingredients for everybody. Oh, excuse me. Oh, excuse me. Um, Not super. Oh, excuse me. excuse me, Um, um, ingredients for everybody. And it's, again, pretty filling. We're gonna notice, I think, a lot of these things on here are really things that are easy, cheap, and quick, but full of, of enough protein to keep you able to, you know, do your work. All right, next up, we're going to 1930s. And again, this is one that is still popular, meatloaf. This was tasty and affordable during the Great Depression era and popular among families when money and ingredients were scarce. So basically, as we know, meatloaf is usually just ground up of some sort. I believe you can use ground beef, ground pork, possibly even ground turkey, and then you mix it with some cracker, egg, and milk, and boom, you have literally a loaf of meat. Slice it up, pour the sauce, and you're done. Again, very hearty. Very easy, and as they just mentioned, in a time when money wasn't around, most everybody was able to find the ingredients. Pretty cool stuff, huh, guys? All right, next up, we are going to the 1940s, and again, one I've never eaten, but one that I have heard of chipped beef on toast. They call this a simple comfort food made up of chopped dry beef in a white sauce, and it was served to soldiers during World War II, so that's where it first started, and then, of course. As time went on, it became something you can make at home. And again, basically all it was, was pieces of beef, white sauce, cook, boom, you're done. Um, It looks like from the image I'm looking at, you can dip um, stuff like crackers or bread if you had it, but it looks like kind of a imitation stew. Um, Beef stew generally, um, if you're a soup fan, is also pretty hearty. Beef stew basically is pieces of meat, depending on what you choose, sauce. And then once in a while, you can throw a veggie in there for some flavor, for some color, um, or just for some extra spice, depending. Um, Again, nothing I've eaten personally, but looking at what it is, it seems like something I probably would have enjoyed. Because again, meat, sauce, how can you go wrong? All right, number six on this list. 1950s ah the tuna noodle casserole so 50s were the time when you either loved or hated this dish according to the article here but it was very the begin. it was definitely the beginning of convenience this is something where obviously at this point we had the refrigeration we had the freezer uh, well most people did and you could basically throw it all in the pan cook it Whatever you got for leftovers, either wrap it up or just put the dish into the freezer covered with, you know, foil or saran wrap. And you have a couple days worth of meals. Tuna noodle casserole is probably just one of many. I'm sure you can say like Hamburger Helper or other ground beef casseroles. You can probably say chicken casserole. Anything that you had, all it really was in this particular case for tuna was some packs of tuna, some pasta, and a couple veggies. You throw some breadcrumbs on top for crust, and boom, you're done. Usually, I think it was about 45 minutes to an hour, and that was it. Again, convenience because, not necessarily of the cook time, but convenience because you just made yourself an entire week's worth of food. Excuse me, depending on how many people lived in the household. Um, Again, I've eaten this before. I've eaten similar things before. It's not bad. It's not necessarily my go-to, mainly because I'm not a big cook. But it's also, it's, my, 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 my taste are a little finicky when it comes to eating. And stuff like that doesn't necessarily always fill me up. But it also doesn't always have things in there that I want to eat. So when it comes to a casserole or like a mix, I've got to be very particular personally about what I put in there. But I definitely do agree that it is nice to have, you know, a week's worth of food in, in one pot basically it's the original one-pot meal guys all right 1960s this is when apparently we were all enchanted with julia child so of course it made sense that a popular family dinner Coca of one of her oh excuse me <clears> oh <throat> excuse me one of her famous dishes basically braised chicken in a nice sauce with some vegetables and potatoes This is one of those things that nobody could duplicate, but you made your own version of it anyway, because it still tasted good. So think of it, guys, as just kind of a roasted chicken with vegetables and potatoes. Um, The reason why this particular one was popular, like I said, was because she that was her time. She was big on TV, cookbooks all that stuff. Again, something that people would still eat today. Chicken, potatoes, and veggies is not that far off of something. It just really depends on obviously your time and your palate, of course. All right, number eight. Now we're hitting into the 70s. We have pasta primavera. Just like the tuna casserole, this is one of those anything you got in the cupboard, bam, you throw it in. So basically in a, a, a skillet, or a pot, I guess, or a baking pan. You throw in your pasta, you throw in your vegetables, some spices, and I guess if you wanted to, you can throw in some meat like chicken, and you're done. Top it off with some sauce, and you again have meal for a week. Nothing too fantastic, but again, it's something people see. So if you notice such a trend here, guys, a lot of the things that people ate in the past, we kind of are still eating, excuse me, maybe not me personally, but things that, oh, excuse me, excuse me. Um, Sorry guys, Um, things that people still eat. It's probably called something different now. To me, this is kind of like cooked pasta salad. If you guys ever get a sandwich, you go to a deli, one of your choices on the side, usually get potato salad, macaroni salad, or pasta salad. This is the same type of deal versus the deli one is usually served cold, this one is something you cook and you serve hot all right 1980s uh my wife will love this one here 1980s brought about, brought about the Tex-Mex taco so um, Tex-Mex obvi- oh, excuse me, obviously our um, Americanized version of Mexican food because trust me guys Taco Bell and Pollo Loco is not legitimate Mexican food though Pollo Loco is probably better of them all. Tex-Mex tacos are nothing more than your favorite meat, your favorite veggies, some cheese, and if you inclined, some guacamole or sour cream, and boom. Again, tacos are pretty easy to do. You got the shell, that's usually already made, within the box, you get your ground beef, your ground chicken, whatever it is you choose, you pop on your toppings, and you just got a taco. Um, I know my wife is a fan of the soft tacos, so you could also do this with um, flour tortilla or corn tortilla if you like the softness. But really, again, something people still eat. Not necessarily easy and quick to do, because you do have to make sure everything is cooked, but theoretically, you make some beef, you have it left over, all you gotta do is heat it up the next day, you can have tacos for you know a night or two if you'd like. All right, number, or I'm sorry, number uh, 10, the 1990s. Ooh, people are gonna love this. The stuffed crust pizza. As the pizza wasn't bad enough for you already, let's fill the crust with cheese. All right, so obviously anybody who's a fan of Domino's, uh, Pizza Hut, or even Roundtable, I think, or I don't know about Roundtable, Little Caesars, you have eaten the stuffed crust pizza. Literally all it is, It's your same pizza you like, but there's cheese in the crust. Now, (laughs) some people, like myself, go, hmm, why not just get a calzone? It's all wrapped up, you cut it open, it's basically like a pizza in a sandwich. You know, that's not for everybody. I do like calzones. Um, I I had one the other day, wasn't the best made, but, you know, it's pretty good. It's basically pizza in a bowl. but stuffed crust still is fairly popular if you watch tv at all you'll see a commercial for you know the next big stuffed crust pizza um nowadays with the health concerns it's not necessarily promoted so much but trust me if you are nearby any pizza place you will see stuffed crust pizza all right now if that wasn't bad enough for you we're going to the 2000 number 11 bacon wrapped anything apparently Bacon is good. No, I do love bacon. And guess what? You can wrap anything in bacon. You can wrap chicken in bacon. You can wrap beef in bacon. You can probably wrap bacon in bacon. I'm sure people have done it. Generally speaking, in the 2000s, a lot of people were fueled by the Atkins diet and other no-carb, so people were using a lot of meat. What's a cheap meat to get? Well, cheapish. it's bacon. And as I just mentioned, meatloaf, chicken breast, pork tenderloin, you name it, you can wrap it in bacon, you pop it in the oven, you now have double the amount of meat that probably anybody in your life wants to eat in one sitting. I kid for those who do. it. Um, but it is something that definitely was popular. It still is popular. But again, with the health concerns, not everybody's eating bacon. But again, you eat it in moderation, you eat it correctly. Bacon is fine generally. All right, the last one here. 2010 brought us the Instant Pot, and one of the most popular Instant Pot, chicken. So, just like the Coca Vin, you basically pop your chicken in the pot, you make some veggies on the side, maybe some potatoes if you want, and you have chicken. Chicken, chicken, chicken. Now, this usually wasn't necessarily supposed to last for days, because usually you make this for a big uh, family, a big meal, and then you eat everything and if there's some leftovers, you might have, like, a chicken sandwich for the next day. Oh, <laughs> sorry, guys. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> sorry, guys, for the next day. Um, so what what do we see? So while we talk, I'm going to look up what this decade is. So what do we see from this list? It's really things that everybody has. Um, you know, has eaten, um, no, it's not, um, how about that? So it's really things that everybody likes to make, oh, excuse me, to this day. Um, a lot of it was protein based. A lot of it only needed to use things like pasta or rice, which again, were fairly inexpensive to get and most everything minus a couple things that might take a few hours to boil. Everything was pretty quick and easy. Um, now really fast, we're going to end with, you know, some of today's popular ones. So today we have things, that's not right. Sorry guys. All right. So this next one from bonapetite.com, another great magazine. This is some of the most popular, um, uh, meals from last year actually. So a lot of things on here you're going to notice are more fancy. We have shi pan we have strip steak, strip steak we have um, cabbage roll lasagna, we have sesame tofu with broccoli kind of like a beef and broccoli um, and then we actually have some desserts like banana pudding and made from scratch oatmeal and chocolate cookies. So The only thing, obviously, because everything happening this past year is kind of a bad example since a lot of people were at home making more, so you had a more variety of things. But I would bet you in a couple years, if we look back at 2020, we'll see that there was probably a dish like the ones on the list, where it was basically either a one pot, a quick microwave, or just something you put together in a few minutes and you're done. Um, So hopefully you guys had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun doing this. I learned a lot as well. All right, so let's go through some of our comments. Ah, my wife, I love her. All right, so her first one, chipped beef. So yeah, so the reason why it's called chipped beef was tiny chunks of dried meat, kind of like you're chipping it off. To me, it kind of looks like jerky, and then after, when you put it in the the sauce, it kind of softens up and re-moistens. But yeah, chipped beef, kind of an odd word, but it's basically just for the tiny pieces. There we go, we have taco. It's a running joke in our household, guys. Next up, oh yes, cheesy crust. Um, Let's see. And then, all right, so calzone tastes different, yeah. No, I get it, it does taste different. To me, it's just when you stuff anything in the crust, it kind of reminds me of the calzone, personally. But yeah, you're right, it does have a different taste. And lastly, mm, bacon. Another inside joke here. Actually guys, thank you so much for joining us. We had a few viewers on right now. I appreciate the love, thank you so much. As always, guys, we got more surprises. If you haven't yet, please subscribe. YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. The more you give to us, the more we can give back to you. And we have a lot of fun stuff coming up. If you haven't yet, or actually the tickets will be going on sale tomorrow, uh, we have a new paid event coming up all about art. It's going to be so much fun. We got our guests. We got everything. And I got to get some water now. All right, guys.